Hi, I'm Jackie. And I'm Seth. And this is Never TMI. Where we talk about real things. And nothing is ever off limits. Nothing, including today's topic. Yes. Which we're going to, I guess, talk a little bit about relationships today. I feel like it's been a while since we've talked about that, but... I feel like it's very fitting. Just lately, we kind of yeah. want to, you know, it'll definitely be a vulnerable one just because I feel like we've just had a harder time lately. And in the spirit of Never TMI, we're just going to kind of invite you guys in to where we're at and the things that we've kind of had a difficult time with lately and just mm-hmm. all of it. So, um, I don't know. Do you want to kick it off or no? I mean, yeah, I think the heart of the conversation and this, I feel like is part of our, I don't even know if I would say it's just like the season that we're in, like relationships. Where does a relationship fit into like marriage and and our marriage? Like where does that fit into our daily lives Mm -hmm. and the struggle of striving for a good marriage and wanting a good marriage and actually having a good marriage. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you can have a desire for something, but it it not manifests itself. And the amount of work that relationships take, like, I think that's something that we've definitely, I know we've said that many times on the podcast. And so just kind of touching on that today, but in light of, I feel like, you know, we've had, um, Definitely some rough patches in this past month, month and a half. And I I say that because ever since getting a marriage counselor, you know, this past year, we probably meet every six, you know, I'd say every four to eight weeks. Mm -hmm. So, you know, about every month and a half to two months. And that's kind of when I, th- like, I think of our marriage in chunks of those time frames between counseling sessions. And mm-hmm. I would say between our last counseling session to today, we've definitely had some rough, rough arguments, mm-hmm. um, not on the same page. And to me, I, I'm interested to hear your thought, but mm-hmm. to me as the man of the household and with what I'm working on and going through, it comes down to priority of the marriage, priority of the relationship with Jackie. And my personal opinion is that marriage should be priority number two in life. And I feel I feel convicted, you know, I would say even in this past year of really trying to live a life of priority mm-hmm. and like knowing what my priorities are and then letting my days reflect. Like I I, I sh- I want, when I look back on my day, I want it to reflect my priorities in life. And for me, priority number one has to be spiritually, like a relationship with God. And and that, when that's off, I feel like all the other priorities are off. So that is is my first priority. Second priority is my relationship with Jackie, my marriage, our marriage. And that also gets the short end of the stick. And when I look back on this last month and a half, it's very telling that one spiritually I haven't been as cons- I haven't been consistent, and two I also haven't been putting in the effort and just the hard work for marriage. And um, I think as a man, I I'm definitely taking full responsibility of that, mm. and know that. Um, 
it's on me. Like, if our relationship is rocky, it's up to me. Like, if it's meant to be, it's up to me kind of mentality. Like, I can't sit and sulk and expect something to happen. And so that's kind of where, where I see it. What about you? I mean, yeah, I agree with all of that. And I, I would say for me, where for you it comes down to priority, I feel like for me it, it's more like, which, you know, they go hand in hand, but I would say like intentionality. So like, mm-hmm. like you said at the beginning, nothing, a great marriage is not just going to happen. Um, you can't just want it really bad. Like you have to do something about it. And we had a conversation the other night about that. It, it is up to us. And I feel like sometimes, especially lately, there can just be like a lack of intentionality. Um, and I would say from both of us, and it's always hard because I feel like issues like each other's issues work off of each other so like i mean like you know intimacy wise if we're struggling intimacy wise that affects you and you act out of that if we're struggling and then in turn it's like you're less emotionally in tune you're less sensitive less whatever that affects me intimacy wise you know so it's like I feel like, um, and you know, I I feel I think we don't always give ourselves enough credit when it comes to like the fact that we have three kids, and you know, it, we're two and a half months postpartum. Yeah. Um, so physically, hormones, everything. It's just there. That is a factor, and I feel like I can sometimes be like, oh my gosh, what is happening? What's wrong with us? But it's like that is a very real reality that we're dealing with um as wonderful as it is i do feel like that absolutely takes a toll yeah what were you gonna say well and i think that is the struggle of living like living a life of priority yeah because like we're inundated with so many things in a single day yeah but the challenge is to keep your priorities in check Mm -hmm. and i i don't when i say priority i don't necessarily mean that time like there's i would say that there's different things that go into telling if something is a priority or not part of it is time but for me to say in this season of life that jackie gets the you know the second most of my time or even to say (laughs) that like i spend if god is my first priority that i spend the majority of my time in my day like in a quiet time or something to line up that that way yeah that's not necessarily how i see that you know working but she has to be like and it's kind of, and I think in relationships, it, it comes down to how does the other person feel about it? Like, does Jackie feel like her love tank or her cups are getting filled in a day? And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm reminded, I'm reading um, the five love languages right now for children. And uh, it reminds me a lot of the original book, The Five Love Languages, which mm-hmm. is for adults and regular relationships. But there's a book specifically for kids. And it's the same concept. Um, it just applied to like children and trying to understand what their love language is and love them in a way. But the the concept is the same as it, the essence is knowing that people love and like receive love and give love in different ways. And if you don't, if you love them in ways that maybe they don't receive it best, 
-hmm. you're not filling up their love tanks to where they can then operate optimally in the relationship. So with Jackie, I definitely see that, and I'm reminded, you know, her primary love language is um, words of affirmation, and so to me, that's that's my number five. That's her number one, and um, it's easy for me to love Jackie in other ways that aren't mm-hmm. affirming words. To me, I I'm so logical. Words. That you know, and I think part of it is today's society. People say things and don't follow through with it. And I'm not saying that Jackie doesn't do that, but like for me, words just they don't carry quite the weight that maybe they should or or mm-hmm. or used to. So, um, but I have to remind myself that they do mean a lot to Jackie, and it's really it takes work and it takes a lot of intentionality for me to sit down and come up with oh, what is something that I could say that's not me just saying it, but I'm meaning it. Mm-hmm. Like there's truth behind what I'm saying to her. But I know that it's also going to like fill up her love cup for words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. And um, so that, you know, that takes a lot of work. I feel like I I kind of got off on that tangent there. But um, No, I, I think like even in the car today earlier i was telling seth like i feel like it's almost better i feel like for so much of our relationship it's been um i don't know like you have wanted to come across better than you are and you know you and you've even said that before, like, which I get. It's like when you love someone, you don't want your full, vulnerable, sinful, messed up self to be, like, at the forefront. So sometimes it's easy to kind of, like, hide behind it or not share certain things, which is where a lot of, like, secrecy and all that starts brewing, you know? It's like, I think of, like, a pastor. Like, they are never trying to lie and or or cheat on their wife or something like that but like I'm never surprised when it happens because it's like what do you expect like they're on such a pedestal they don't want to be you know taken down from it they're like wow all these people see me as this amazing person and um like you know but there there's by no means whatsoever any excuse so that's not my point my point is like it, I can see why it's easy in marriage and um, in certain spaces, in friendships, I can see why it's so difficult to be vulnerable because you just want to uphold that, like, oh, you think I'm amazing because that feels really good. And so I feel like for a long time, that is not necessarily something I've struggled with in life. Um, I have many other struggles, but... For you, that's always been a struggle. I feel like for your whole life, not just in marriage. Like that's something. And I think for men especially, that might be a common um, thing. But I was saying like I feel like it's better to me, even though it's more difficult because I feel like we're, we might be like arguing more or um, disagreeing more or sharing more or um, I don't know, like, 
we're not as like concealed when it comes to conversation or disagreements or opinions and all that kind of stuff. We're just like where we're at. So on that front, it's a little bit more difficult just because it's like, whoo, we are our real vulnerable, open, honest, like raw selves. But I would prefer that 100% of the time over the you know, fake, I'm putting on a front, I want you to think that I'm better than I actually am thing. And, you know, I heard it was from Jackie Hill Perry, like years ago, she had posted something, I think it was like a Twitter, <laughs> when she had it, I think she got rid of it. Um, but it was like, just talking about how husbands or spouses, if they make it too unrealistic, if they present themselves in an unrealistic way in a, in a, you know, a holier than thou way, then it makes submission for wives difficult. It makes it, you know, unrealistic for them because if you're living at the standard, that's not even real. And it's like, man, I'm in my word every day and I'm spending hours praying and I'm fasting and I'm wonderful and I'm just on it spiritually and all that kind of stuff if you're not showing like the vulnerable hard parts or the failures or the, you know, the messed up parts that aren't so pretty, all we see as a wife is like the perfection. So it's like, well, I know I messed up. And so to submit to that or to come under that or alongside of it, even it's like, I felt for so long that, you know, you were just like, amazing unattainable you know and it's like oh I'm nothing and so in a sense it's like it feels better this way and it's like we can work together now I don't have to pretend I'm better than I am you're not pretending you're better than you are let's be real let's be vulnerable let's be open and honest even though it might like stir up a little bit more I feel like it's more realistic um, and refreshing to come alongside of you as your wife and to like do life with you instead of like just looking at you like mm -hmm. man he's got it all together and he must think I'm awful because that just affects my self-esteem and stuff like that so I feel closer to you I feel like I know you better um and like I the challenge of loving you well when I know all the crap and all that that I didn't mm -hmm. know before. Um, that is the the hard part. That's where the work comes in and like the, the choice of being intentional and choosing to love you and choosing to be kind and choosing to respect you. Like it's not just going to happen. Um, so that's where like the hard part comes in. And that's where I think I've had a hard time is like, okay, here you are, you're real, I love you, but, like, it's harder to love this version, you know. Mm. You know, I don't know, it's hard to love anyone in their true, vulnerable self, whatever. When you have all the crap with the beautiful, it's like, hmm, it's a little bit harder, and I'm sure for you, too. So that's where the struggle for me has kind of been lately, like okay with everything do I really really love you because it, it will put my words to the test you know do I love you for real because love is not a feeling it's a choice am I loving you mm -hmm. with all of that you know yeah 
And I think that goes back to to loving someone well and loving them mm-hmm. according to the way that they want to be loved and prefer mm-hmm. to receive love and yeah. like. Definitely. And I think that is where a lot of the work comes in. And like, even for me, I know like, you know, I know we're, we have our next counselor meeting coming up, but just thinking about like, if, if I'm, if I know that, and I feel like, you know, the five love languages is such a practical step in any relationship, no matter where you're at no matter where you are at mm-hmm. to getting back on the road to like, you know, reconciling or just yeah. being a good standard. Like yeah. thinking about where we're at now and what do you do to like get to a better place? I think that that would be one of my first recommendations as just like to try something mm. is try showing acts of love in yeah, like even writing it down. Language. Like, yeah, and so whatever that looks like, like serving them, meeting them in that place to love them the way that they prefer to be loved. Mm-hmm. And like I said, for me, that takes a lot of intentionality and even putting it on a schedule or like, yeah. like you know, priority. I think back to the verse that says, you know, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. And, like, when it says seek first, I think I always, originally I thought that meant, like, first in the day. Like, if you're my first priority or if if you, you know, if my marriage is the priority that I'm focused on now, like, that's got to be the first thing I do. Yeah. And and I, I don't think that quite means that. I think that's part of it. But, like, kind of like what we said, it's like, um, first can definitely mean like first thing of the day and if you know Jackie is my second priority then it's like okay if I wake up and have a quiet time now what can I do to serve Jackie what can I do to focus on her but first I think also means like in choices throughout the day considering Jackie as the second priority in the decisions that I make and obviously we have schedules you know there's there's balance to everything mm-hmm. and I think balance is is a a huge key to life. So like if it comes down to like this happened the other day, it's like I come home, Kennedy is super excited to see me and immediately she gets my attention and it's just like, I I was gone like all day. Mm -hmm. And um, then Evan comes up and it's just like the kids were, the kids became the priority in the moment Mm -hmm. more than Jackie did. And I know that that hurt her feelings because it's like by the time I say hi to the kids, they're running up to me. Jackie's feeding the baby in the chair. She can't like quite get up. I didn't make her the priority in the situation to go say hi to her first. Mm-hmm. Like those those are the moments where it's like, you know, if, if my marriage is more of a priority than my kids, which I think that it should be then I need to model that to myself, to my wife, to our kids. Like, that's got to be the, yeah. you know, in the home, that's got to be the vibe that I put off. And it's like, yeah. okay, so if that if I'm saying that, to live that out, if I come home from work, I'm going to go straight to mama, give mm-hmm. mama love first. The kids, you know, they can run up, they can hold on, they can yeah. come along for the ride. But, like, I'm trying to find where's Jackie so I can give her my love first like that is another way of 
I think, prioritizing. And it sounds, it sounds like, well, not to me, but I'm sure to people, it sounds like, oh, that's, it's like not that serious. It's not that big of a deal. But I, it's interesting because growing up, like that's the example that was set in front of me. Mm. And I'm sure it was not a big deal growing up. Like I don't, I don't think I ever remember thinking about that. Like, oh, he always says hi to her first and he always goes and finds her and he shows his appreciation and gives her a kiss and hug and whatever. Never once did he like walk in the door and like, you know, and they're, they're young, you know, but still it's like, it was never like, and there's seven of us, you know? So like, it was never like, uh, you know, I never saw that, like him go to any of the kids first. It was always, 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 he's going to walk in the door. Where's mom? I'm going to find mom. Um, so obviously in the moment that never mattered, but like when I was sitting in that chair and he just was like running to them or they were running to him and they, you know, he's laying on the bed and jumping and they're so, and I, I literally was like, something just feels wrong about this. Like that doesn't feel very good. And it wasn't like, I don't know. It didn't hurt my feelings in a sense of like, you like them better than me or you care. about. It's like, I know where I stand, but, um, I don't know, like those little things can build up and it can, you know, over time just be like, man, I don't even know why I don't feel like a priority, but I just don't. And so to us that kind of mattered. And I, I'm sure like if I, I have to think about like in the morning, coming downstairs their kids they're going to be a little bit more like mommy you know so obviously that feels good and it's like oh let me give you guys a big hug but it's like uh, it's something I have to think about too because I'm like let me go find daddy first so they know too not only so he knows but so they know and are aware of like Mm -hmm. he comes first he like we're together our relationship matters um and then the last thing I'll say is like when it comes to intimacy, for me at least, you know, there was a time in our marriage where I was way more like, uh, I don't know, how do I say it? Like sexually, I was, it was more of a desire for me. Like I wanted to have sex with him more than I felt, you know, it coming from him. And that was just the phase of life we're in. I was chilling in California. Life was good. No children, no stressors. I worked out every day. I got outside. I got to chill on the beach. And he was like in a trailer (laughs) all day, Um, stressed, lots of responsibility. I had no responsibility other than to like make dinner. And I think I started at like 1.30 p.m., poured myself a glass of wine and had time to make dinner and I loved it so like that was just the phase of life that we were in and so um, I feel like that has changed now and I I feel really busy I feel stressed I feel like you know I'm working I'm a mom I'm this and that and you know he's working he's a dad he like we have the same ish responsibility but I just don't feel like it's not as like a top priority for me. It's not like everything's just so peachy and wonderful. And I'm like, let's have sex. Cause I'm so, you know, free and whatever. Um, so it definitely is. It's more of like an intentional work phase, but I, 
I have to be careful not to let that be on the back burner because I know that's where, um, and I've said it before, like one time my sister was talking to my mom and was like, man, we are just so off and we've fought so much. And the first thing she said was like, have you guys had sex lately? Because like sometimes that's it. <laughs> sometimes mm-hmm. that is the issue that that is the root of the issue like men you know especially and i will say even in a time that i was more like it was on my mind more like it still affects him you know um men the way that they're wired like it is it just like unlocks them emotionally and i can tell he's kinder and sweeter and more sensitive and you know, I can sit and be like, you're so mean, like all I want, but I know I'm not filling one of his cups. Um, if I'm not intentional about that and I just let that go for a while, like then that's absolutely going to affect his self-esteem. That's going to affect his attitude towards me. That's going to affect the way he feels towards me. His, you know, not necessarily his love for me, but like his actions and just how, you know, it, it all goes hand in hand. So I can't just not have sex with him, but expect to wake up to this like super sensitive, sweet, kind, tender man who's pursuing me. Like I, I have to do the work on my end too, whether I feel like it or not. Words of affirmation for him. And I'm not saying his love language is sex. I'm just, it's just a side note point, but like, if he's putting an effort to love me in the way that I receive it, like I need to be focusing on like, I don't know, your buckets. And one of them is sex, whether I'm, you know, mm-hmm. it's on the top of my mind or not. That's just <coughs> something that I have to be more intentional about thinking about. And I think that's in this season, like I haven't quite gotten out of like that postpartum lockdown feeling um it's hard to get out of it you know especially nursing your body is and your hormones are just focused on like the baby so that's been really tough but it's also something i like am aware of and need to work on but i'm sure that's added to the stress and frustration and all that kind of stuff yeah yeah i mean and i think you know, part of the reason we're talking about this is because we value relationship, the marriage relationship, yeah, uh, extremely high. And ag- again, that's our that's what we think. You guys might not think that, or you might think your kids come first, or you know, you might maybe you prioritizing your wife doesn't look like going to your wife first, and you are totally fine with your kids coming up and like we're just we're sharing our experience with you Mm -hmm. but i think you know one reason we do value relationships so high is the fact that if mom and dad don't have a healthy relationship between each other it directly affects like your kids are going to see that and that's what they're going to grow up with yeah and you were kind of talking about it but i've also recently like this has been reinforced in me it's just the way that we conflict, the way that we mm-hmm. resolve conflict, like our baseline for that is what we've grown up with and the, mm. in the environment that we've grown in. Yeah. And so like, 
we've grown up in two completely different households and good, bad, or indifferent, like that is the baseline. Yeah. And so like, but we have, a, we have our own vision for our, our family. We have, you know, through guidance and counseling, like we're, we're also changing and forming that vision Yeah. as well. And so like, it really does help. One, it takes a lot of work to change your mindset. Like that's, you actively have to be renewing your mind to what you want it to be. Mm-hmm. And two, I think, you know, to do that really does take getting new examples or like finding someone who you want to emulate. And mm-hmm. um, like, I think that's also extremely important. And talking yeah. to those people, like, what does that look like for you? What is a good, like, if you if you grew up and you thought, the relationship that maybe your parents had was bad. What's a good relationship in your life that you can model and start to observe the tendencies or things that they do? How do they handle certain situations? Likewise, if you have, you know, if you grew up with maybe a great relationship to model, like you're going to portray those characteristics, but also like what, what are the negative characteristics that maybe like you could improve Mm -hmm. on? Like thinking and kind of, not to overanalyze it, but just like the, you are essentially a, a sum of the people and mm-hmm. of the environment that you've grown up in. And so is that what you want or do you want to change it? And that I think is up to us to to decide and make choices and to actively work on those things. Again, requires work. Relationships require a lot of work. I think that is always our, kind of been our, our Yeah, model. and it it's such a gift to have examples too like it's such a blessing like I my parents were not perfect there's things that I loved about their relationship that I absolutely it's like a standard for me and then it's really cool to be able to look at the things that like I never really thought about but I'm like that probably wasn't good like I I you know they did so many things right. And I wouldn't even say this was one thing that they did wrong. It just for me was like, "Mm, I don't know if I want that. Um, I did not, I I didn't ever see them conflict. So like I, they, and, and maybe that's a good thing. Um, But I think my personality, like I never really saw any of the issues that they had. It would just be like, oh, they got into an argument and who knows what it is, but they're both off and, you know, mom seems salty, dad seems distant, like, I don't really know what happened. And they always resolved it and it was like the next day they'd be fine. But um, I think it's cool to be able to look at your parents and see, because it's in you. It's And that's something we talked about last night, is like it's in there whether you like it or not. That's your reference point that is what you know that's what you're used to so whether you like it or not it's going to come out and you need to replace it if it's something that you don't like so yeah like i i think it's really important to kind of analyze like what did i grow up with and how am i handling conflict and how does that resemble like the way that my parents might have handled conflict or if you had like a single parent like and you never really saw them conflict then like what does that look like where did you grab your whatever you know I I can like pinpoint where I got certain qualities from hands down um and I think that's important to be able to do so that you can either work on it replace it 
find a better way to do it or, you know, emphasize it. Like, oh, my parents did this really well and I really liked that. Or um, whatever, even as just a, me as a mom. Like, what did my mom do that I like? Whatever. But, yeah, I think that's good. Yeah. Last thing I would say is, you know, and it, it, again, it kind of goes back to the mindset shift. But as much as we can learn from good and doing doing things well in the right way i feel like we can learn equally as much if not more from failure Mm -hmm. and so like viewing failure as as um not a bad thing yeah obviously it's something that we want to move i think failure becomes a bad thing when you accept it and and you live in it but if you can take it and and learn from it and tweak it and figure out because you can do the right thing and get the get a good result and not understand why. Yeah. But if you fail at something and you understand why you failed and you gain the understanding that oh if I if I don't do this then I get a different result. That I think is where you really gain understanding. Yeah. And it then you can kind of take it and make it your own. And not to say that you can't do that with good things as well because you can be definitely intentional with it. But yeah. Um. Yeah. Failure is just a mindset that you know. Just because you maybe grew up in a, a bad environment or something, that's that doesn't dictate who you are today or your future. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have to. Yeah. But that's all we have for today. Just want to drop a bit on relationship, <laughs> and yes, we are in the thick of it. On our relationship, yeah. Um, we are are actively looking for ways to put in work and reminding ourselves as as much as we hope to remind you guys as well that there's always hope and um relationships require a lot of work but they're definitely worth it and And commitment like i think you you we owe it to each other to know that we're going to figure it out so like as much as in a moment i'm like i literally am done i can't do this anymore like i don't want I want you to always have the safety, which I'm sorry if you don't, but like I want my goal is to like have (laughs) for you to have the safety of like, and I think you know that. I think you know that. I think it's just, I, I can look for a reaction because you don't give me one all the time. So like, I'm like desperate for a reaction. I used to argue with my sister and she just would just stand there and I'm like, literally seeing red smoke is coming out of my nose like I'm angry yelling and she's just like "Hmm," looking at me nothing and that is literally how it can feel arguing with us sometimes um because I'm like I need something from you like I and the more that I'm aggressive the more like mellow you become because you don't respond well to it so my point is, I'm sorry if you don't feel, you know, the safety of the fact that I'm here, but I did just get our wedding date tattooed on my arm. So I think, you know, I'm here <laughs> to stay. Um, but yeah, like you owe it to each other to, to know that like, we're going to get through it. We're going to be fine. Um, and to not just like let things sit and settle as badly as I want to sometimes because I'm like, oh man, I'm so, so hurt. Like I don't want to just go back to normal. I want you to know how terrible that was and how mean that was and how much that hurt me. 
but it's like we can't do that so um yeah like it sounds really traumatic like you know there's hope and all that but it is true like I know obviously you and I are fine and are going to be fine there's just lots of work that we need to continue to put in that's not going to go anywhere um there's never going to be a time there's seasons like in life forever so we will be in our 70s conflicting and having a rough time with whatever it may be and I think if you have that understanding then you're going to be okay because you know if I set the bar too high and I'm like man we're always going to be great and we you know any rough patch is scary and all that kind of stuff like no to have the safety of like we're going to figure it out and there's going to be tough you know seasons down the road which make the really good sweet seasons that much more special and enjoyable um i think that you'll you'll be fine and that's what i have to remind myself but mm-hmm. thank you guys for listening and we just love and appreciate you guys it always means a ton when you guys leave a rating or a review um it just helps us to you know get out there a little bit more um and we just really really appreciate it and I mean, genuinely, anytime someone is like, oh, I listened to your podcast and I loved it. Like, it makes me so, so happy. It means the world. Um, We do this for you guys because we love and appreciate you guys. And it's an honor to be able to be honest with you and share with you. And sometimes it can be scary. But overall, that is, you know, what we chose and willingly signed up for because we love it it Mm. really means a lot so thank you for listening yeah thank you guys again i'm seth and i'm jackie this is never tmi and we are signing off peace